Good morning. This is Heather Fay, and this is my morning monologue, One Woman's Health Journey. Thank you for joining me this morning. If you are, boy, let's see. Last night, I had so much trouble falling asleep. I was so cold. We had these like couple of nice, really warm days up in the 50s, and then just suddenly it tanked back down to below 20. I did not go on a walk this morning. That was because uh, my daughter woke up. I was going to wake up at 5.30 to go for the walk, but uh, Charlie was already up, so if I had tried to leave, it would have been a disaster. So I didn't do that. Then I thought, oh, I'll end up going on a walk with my friend, but she texted me and canceled. So instead, I'm going shopping. Shopping is exercise. Change my mind. Let's see here. I did forget to mention something in yesterday's monologue in terms of my health journey. Not really a health point, but I feel good about it. I did wax my chin and my upper lip. So that felt good. I mean, it really, I mean, it didn't feel good when you rip it off. That hurts. But afterward, it's just a refreshing feeling, isn't it? I think it is. So I'm glad I did that. Um, I thought my main topic for today, uh, before I get going shopping, since I don't want to be talking and monologuing while shopping, I don't even like taking phone calls while I'm shopping, talking to another person. I don't know. I don't know what that is. But so I'm sitting in my car. I'm outside the Walmart about to go in and get some groceries. But I thought I'd, I'd share just a little bit about because I've talked about a couple of times now how I did. I was a vegan for a while. So I thought I'd talk about kind of that journey, like how did I become a vegan in the first place? What led me to that? I can't say exactly how or why, but I think my first introduction into this was I watched the documentary and it's called Forks Over Knives and it is on or it was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is, um, but Forks Over Knives and I don't know. I cannot remember why I decided to watch that. If it was just a recommendation by Netflix, and it, I I was kind of into. I I think I had read or watched. I was kind of in the middle of a health kick. I had read. Okay, I think here's what started it. I had read this book called Gut and Psychology Syndrome, uh, which it was aimed at like gut health and fixing the gut health of people with like autism, Asperger's and that. And I was very interested in that because obviously my my daughter has autism. So I had read that book and that kind of got me started on an overall like health research kick. I was reading books about health. I ended up reading like Wheat Belly and Grain Brain. And um, I'm a big reader of books. I like to, I haven't done it a lot lately because I've been so busy with all the podcasts and everything. But typically... I do like to read and I read a lot of um, nonfiction. Anyways, enough about how educated I am. Back to the story. So in, in amongst all of these book readings and documentary watchings I was doing, because I just started watching a bunch of food documentaries. Now I'm remembering this as I go. And I ended up watching Forks Over Knives. And something about it really resonated with me. And so I went because they featured Colin Campbell, the guy that wrote the China study. So I went and read the China study. And I don't know, it just really resonated with me. It made a lot of sense to me. And one of the things that makes me give Colin Campbell a ton of credit, 
over other people, like such as Dr. Berg, for instance, is that he isn't a guy that just looked at a bunch of other people's research and then wrote a book, which is kind of like gotten psychology syndrome. That's that that lady, as far as I understand, just looked at a bunch of different researches and then compiled this this book, which I'm not saying there isn't valid information in it. And it did help us a lot with our daughter, but it wasn't like research she herself did, like in the laboratory kind of research. And Colin Campbell oversaw the team that literally did this research on, for instance, feeding uh, casein, which is the protein in milk to rats and seeing how this, it wasn't, it wasn't like cancer tumors that they were growing and shrinking, but it was like the precursor. I think it's like cancer foci. Don't quote me on that. He explains it much better in his book. But the, the sort of precursor sign of cancer, they were literally turning it on and off in the lab, in lab rats, with the protein casein from milk. And I went, well, that's enough to get, that made me stop drinking milk right there. I have not dr- had actual cow's milk since I read that book. Um, and he did the China study where they went over and uh, the guy over there, whoever was the dictator in China at that time, this was in the 70s when he was doing this research, had gotten ill with cancer. And so he demanded like mass medical type surveys of all people across China because he was trying to understand how he might have gotten cancer so he could cure it. This is my understanding. Again, reading the book will give you a much better picture of this information than me recounting it now years later after having read it. Anyway, the upshot is he was able to go over in a team and they did all of these took uh they compiled all of these surveys. They got to look at all of that information, thousands of people's worth of health information, right? And they did uh, blood testing as well all over China. So well, all I'm just kind of don't listen to me too much. Read the book if you're interested. But he explains it really well. And he explains it in layman's terms, which I really appreciate because sometimes they try to get super scientific on you. Um, like gut and psychology syndrome got super scientific at times. And it was like kind of a hard read. China study, not, you know, he really talks to you on your level. Um, not like he's talking down to you, just on your level of nomenclature, the words that you know, that he's as a scientist knows, you don't know all the scientific terms. So he uses regular words to help you unless he has to use a scientific word, in which case he defines it really well for you going forward. Anyway, the whole point is because he did the research himself it's his own personal study, his data. And because his attitude going into it was his whole approach was we got to find more ways to use animal protein better. And when he did the research, it showed him that an animal protein casein was actually not a good idea to eat, right? So this is why it, it resonated with me. So I started on the vegan diet and I was doing really well. And I kept going on my health research. I kept reading more and more and watching more and more documentaries. I was very into this. And when you do that, when you go through that whole process like I did, you will inevitably hit the topic of the environment and food production and consumption of animals right? And how that affects the environment. And then you'll go a step further and get into chemicals in the environment. And you will go down a rabbit hole as I did to the point where uh, my husband just had to say, Heather, 
Let's take a step back here. You're going crazy, honey. We've got like everything all natural. We're spending all this money on perfectly organic everything everywhere. And oh my God, don't touch this and don't eat that. And ah, like you go, you start to go mental, right? And I had to take a step back. And actually, I'll recommend another book here called uh, Confessions of a Greenpeace Dropout by Patrick Moore. It's a book about the environment from the guy that founded Greenpeace and who later left Greenpeace because he felt like it got political instead of trying to be about protecting the environment. Um, now, I didn't necessarily agree with everything he said in that book, but he brought up some really good points that I that I appreciated that made me feel a little calmed down about how insane I was feeling about environmental issues, right? So I had to kind of step back from that. I had to step back from that and so I wouldn't go crazy into the rabbit hole of like being a militant demanding vegan that wants to make laws that people can't eat anything but vegetables, you know, like that's just, that was, I realized I had gone too far. And so I, I kind of stepped away from it. The other thing is, I'll be honest, a vegan diet is incredibly difficult. At least for me, it was incredibly difficult to maintain, especially in a house where nobody else wanted to do the vegan diet. So everybody else was still eating meat and cheese and stuff. And when you love that kind of food and it's there with you all the time, your resolve breaks. It breaks after a while. At least mine did. So anyway, that's that whole story because this is a health journey and that was a health thing. In retrospect, I have to say I probably stepped back way too far. I could have stepped back from all the crazy sort of environmental stuff and I could have stepped back from you know not like food wise maybe eating a little meat or cheese once in a while wouldn't have been so bad like I didn't have to be so crazy vegan but I stepped back so far that I gained back all the weight I ever lost so you know <laughs> that happened anyway so that's just a little bit about some previous health journey stuff I've done I you know, if I do go back down that vegan route, I, I, I'm not going to be so anal about it that I never, ever touch an animal product ever. Like that's just I think that's just a little too crazy for me. And in fairness, he doesn't even say in the China study, a lot of people get mad at the China study because they go and I've seen these videos on YouTube. We're going to debunk the China uh, study claim that meat causes cancer. The book does not make that claim. That is nowhere in that book. I think those people should read the book before they go trying to debunk it. But anyways, he is not in that book as anal as as vegans can be today. I think that's a lot of reason why people get they make fun of vegans and they they um, are upset with vegans. And I think it's just because vegans are so in your face about it, you know. Um, anyway, that's that whole saga, etc. And that's really all I had uh planned to talk about for this monologue. So I'm going to go do my shopping slash exercise, and I will talk to you tomorrow.